Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Pick and Roll. We're here for the Tuesday slate as we get back in action here. We had a bit of a long weekend because I was away yesterday. Thank you, everybody, for uh, your patience with the show and coming back for Tuesday. Apologies for the late start today. We're going to be fully transparent at the jump here. Uh, Pips was spending time looking at the the picks for today, but unfortunately, uh, with some questionable players in the Heat matchup, possible to getting lines there and it's just very difficult in that Lakers Warriors so unfortunately today no specific free picks so what we'll be doing today we'll be previewing the two matchups that we have here perhaps we can talk a little bit about the series maybe get a good read for the series what we have so far and also we're going to talk about some of the biggest events that we missed over the last three days so apologies again but hopefully you guys can appreciate that we uh, Pips doesn't want to just force out a play just for the sake of it it is playoffs it is difficult so Uh, We will be uh, a little bit extra disciplined for today. But as we always do, we will start off with a recap of the previous show's picks. So we had a pick for Friday and we had a pick for Saturday. Hopefully you guys can remember these ones. It's been a bit of time at this point now, but we'll pull up the record here, tracked on the BetStamp app, and we have from the picks a one-in-one slate. Unfortunately, Wiggins does not come through on our first same-game parlay, but in our second one, Durant and Jokic, they cash quite easily. So not quite what we're looking for. It is ultimately just a split here. So we lose the juice. But Pips, um, I'm sure we'll talk about a lot of games that we have here. I mean, we've seen two other games in these series. We've seen another game for each of these series so far. But um, why don't we start with the Nuggets and Suns here? What's been your read so far from this series? Uh, pretty crazy. We have the Nuggets up by two here, despite being underdogs in the series. Everyone been calling me crazy for that thought about Jokic on Tori Craig. And last game, we saw a lot of Jokic, not on Tori Craig, but on Joshua Koji. And that's right, right. the same thing. same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So it's actually great so because that him being... So they try to... Whenever they try to get Jokic involved, he will just blitz the pick and rolls, show on the level again, and two on the ball against KD and Booker. And that worked pretty well. The Phoenix Suns ended up scoring 87 points against the Denver Nuggets. And the all head Denver Nuggets defense circled like the main questionable point. And so far, two games, Suns average under 100 points. And some, some great defensive stuff we saw from, 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 from the Denver. All the great little things work like a charm. They so much attention to the details. So their main thing on defense is just to get KD, CP, and Booker shoot the shots they can make, but not high quality shots. So they are they are settling for them to shoot okay looks, but not getting any great looks. And that's so far how they they approach this. So they will let KD shoot over uh, Aaron, Gordon, uh, Aaron Gordon. But if he's against Michael Porter Jr., they will double team. So like all this stuff like that, like this, and it worked great. And we had our bet as a winner. Last game, almost a winner as, as, as KD scored 124 points. But the last bet we bet against the Golden State, for Golden State Warriors, same game parlay. In the game seven, that was an easy winner. So, yeah, so far, like, Denver played amazing in the series against the Suns. And Jokic 
showing up that when he has good teammates, he's unstoppable. And yeah, yeah and also first first quarter, first half of that game, we saw Suns shoot five threes in a in a half in 2023, and yeah. that's the thing. And then last game, they just a bit overdo it, a bit overdo it because they went okay, we just shoot threes. And then you ended up with KD two from twelve uh, on the three point. Yeah, it's. I, I fully, fully transparent. I've been moving the last few days, so I haven't been watching the games as I normally would. So I'm not as in tune with what's been going on. Uh, I did see a bit of uh, game two yesterday, and what was very uh, interesting to see from Jokic's performance is that usually he's all about getting teammates involved, but especially late against the Suns, from from what I saw, it felt like. He was ready to take over the game himself. Like he was done letting other guys do his work and he got busy. And I mean, I, I get it. Denver are at home. You know, they've only won their two home games. So they head on the road. I, I said earlier on uh, in the playoffs, the series doesn't really start until uh, an away team wins a game. So haven't gotten that yet. We'll see if that happens. But Nuggets have to feel happy with the ability to neutralize KD. And like Michael Malone, credit to him. He's making the bench He's making the extra guy like a Koji. He's making those guys beat them. And they haven't been doing that. And Denver, built to last. They play in high altitude. Uh, they always work on having an extremely deep team. And it's coming through. And the people that say regular season doesn't matter at all, like we're, we're kind of seeing with this Denver team that it, it does matter. I've never been one to say that, but it, it clearly does matter. So, um Full credit to Denver for taking this 2-0 series lead. Uh, the other game that we talked about was it was the game six for that Kings-Warriors series. Um, the series is over now. We saw the game seven. I did watch this game, and wow. Uh, I, I know it's been a couple days now. We, we nice. have, have to talk about Steph Curry. 50 points in game seven. That is an NBA record for points in a game seven, surpassing KD's 48. I believe that was against the – Bucks. I'm not sure what it was. I think it was against the Bucks. Against the Bucks for you, yeah. No, the toe on the line. <laughs> toe on the line, yeah. But 50 points from Steph Curry, and it was just the Steph Curry show. People yeah. have been, you know, talking about who the best player in the world is. Is it Giannis? Is it, you know, Embiid? Is it Jokic? But this is a game to remind you that it, it might be Steph Curry because he just completely took over this game. And when he's going like this and the gravity he provides – or the gravity that he draws on the court to open up for his teammates, he might be the best player that you could have on your team in the league. This game kind of showcases that. But uh, I want to get your thoughts on this performance, and uh, we'll maybe lead this into a, a little bit of a preview for the Warriors and Lakers series. But your thoughts on Steph Curry's Game 7 performance, 50 points. I'll say, uh, like, Steph, 35 years old and playing, like, this is his prime. Probably the second best season in his career. So, and with all kind, of, with all all these injuries that he had and problems, it, that didn't affect him at all. That was one of the best games we ever seen from a player. But I'll say he, the the Kings showed uh, no resistance at all in, in that game on Steph Curry. He was getting everywhere he wanted, even on drives, layups, threes. Okay, he made. Some some trees that were Steph Curry type of trees. Yeah, but he made it so easy, so much, so many easy laps. And but yeah, it's when you are such a huge threat outside, you can get easily inside, and that's the game 
that's the part of his game that's mostly underrated. Everyone thinks Steph Curry is just an amazing shooter, but his inside game is on top of like like anyone in the league, any top player in the league. And yeah, I, I just said like no resistance at all. Poor defense on, on Steph, and you have like defense like that on Steph Curry, he is going to cook you, and he did. So that's that was amazing to watch. And I I, I want to talk a little bit negatively on some player in this series because I think everyone is a bit overrating him this season at least, and that's a bonus. He was oh, terrible. Man. Oh man, he, was... he got cooked, bro. Oh my yeah. goodness. <laughs> and not only on that side of the floor, like overall, he he made everything so difficult for the Kings. Yeah, he's he got exposed in this series. Oh, his, for his sure. Inability, for sure. inability, inability to score one on one. He did some late into the game when there was like twenty five up twenty five. So his numbers looked decent, but he was terrible. So he he no moves in the post. Uh, did it was easy to to defend because they all left middle wide open and they they almost took away his double handoff. He got out rebounded. He couldn't defend for his life, and all in all, just terrible showing from Sabonis, one of the worst players in, in the series. And yeah, it, it's Brown offense is just such so great for Bigs that his numbers looked awesome all season, and he's a good player. I'm not saying he isn't. Yeah, but some some players, someone had him like. Some people had him for MVP discussion and stuff, and that's that's wow. crazy. Uh, because as I said, like the numbers are like completely through the system, because he's every almost every possession is running through his dribble handoffs and, and on the elbow, and his numbers always look great. He's play, he played 38 minutes a game in the last two months, so his rebounds he was leading the league in rebounds. So I don't want to be long on this, but just glad that it showed up that Sabonis is not the kind of player everyone was thinking he was. Yeah, I had him on my All-NBA third team. I don't really regret that because it was a bit, a little bit fueled by games played and the impact from those games played. He's a great player, but this was one of the first times he was in deep as one of the best players in a playoff series against such a tough opposition. And like, oh my God, if you watch like a Kavon Looney highlight real from that game seven and you can you can find it because he was that good it's it's also maybe even more so a Sabonis low light because yeah like he just got absolutely dominated and uh watching the games this weekend so many games come down to offensive rebounding right now that yeah. Looney's presence on the glass is going to be massive and, and even the Nuggets, not really in game two, surprisingly, but in game one, the Nuggets offensive rebounding was absolutely massive. So that's a big factor here. Uh, before we go into the uh, Lakers Warriors series preview, we'll also talk a little bit about the Heat and Knicks. We'll go to some questions here from the chat. If you guys have any questions, feel free to fire away. Uh, there's a question here from Badger Boy about a FanDuel boost. Uh, and I had a look at it before. I'll give Pips a second here. But the boost is Steph. Steph Curry, 24 or more points. LeBron, 20-plus. AD, 10-plus rebounds. And it's boosted to plus 100. 
So I just, it, it's tough to de-vig uh, when it's uh, same game parlays like this. But uh, to me, this looks like a, like, I don't think the max bet will be very high. I don't know what your guys' unit size is, but this is probably one that I would max out. This is a very yeah. good number to play this at. What FanDuel is likely doing here is, okay, Steph, it's Steph 25 plus. Slightly, slightly changes it, but doesn't change my thoughts on it. It's um, a really good play for you guys to take. Uh, not like, obviously can't guarantee the winner here, but this is very, very good value on this play. This is a type of boost that sportsbooks will use to, number one, it will drive in potentially some new customers to their sportsbook. And number two, for the new customers and for previous players, they want to essentially, I'm not saying they want to, give you the money but they kind of do so they would rather you win at the book on a play like this with a low limit and you're more likely to spend your winnings and lose more off of your winnings uh based off of getting from this rather than just actually giving you let's say it's max 50 dollars so you bet 50 get 50 if they just gave you 50 dollars you're less likely to actually play with that money rather than winning because when you win on the bet, like a bet like this, you get the high of winning and you're more likely to continue playing at that sports book because you have that thought in your mind of winning on a bet. So you have that really good feeling inside. It's a little bit of a psychological trigger. So they do this rather than giving you that money. So these boosts aren't here to trap you. They aren't here to usually take your money. They're kind of doing you a favor here with a low limit. Uh, so that's what I get a feel from this one. But Pips, you're kind of nodding, but uh what are your thoughts on this play here you like this one as well yeah i think it's it's huge value on this i mean everything that goes from minus 185 to plus 100 is great to bet but this all makes sense all three i'm looking like davis rebounds not huge fan of lebron points but at 20 he's more very consistent he should get there he should drive easily to the rim. And Steph Curry, 25, should be lock, but never know. But all in all, yeah. good bets. Yeah, no lock, but the price being moving so much, that that's a that's a good number to take that at. So uh, if you're thinking about it on the fence, I would recommend taking that. Um, I, I looked at my uh, FanDuel and my location. They don't have that one, unfortunately. But um, let's now talk about the Lakers-Warriors series as a whole here. So the six versus at least 30 seconds to say something about my favorite player. I think it's fair. James Harden had the best game of his career. Oh, I, I I have that as well. Um, yeah. Wow, yeah, let's do that before we move forward. Okay, I, I have yeah. it here. So I have it written. I, I think we are done with uh, talking about and, Of course. Yeah. Let, let me preview here. Uh, Embiid injured. Celtics massive favorites. Expected just to easily take game one at home. James Harden. Almost a legacy game for his time in Philly. Drops 45, takes over. And uh, just take game one. And Pips is his favorite player, so I'll, I'll let him take it from here. So I'll just say, first off, the the Boston Celtics have ended up the game shooting almost 60% from the field. They were 75% at halftime from the field. It was even 77%. And then it was this game. And that's all because James Harden, 45-point game, game-winning three, his 
signature step back three to win the game. Some unbelievable game in all things considered. So such a high scoring game, such a high efficiency game. No free throws in in, in this game until late, and amazing game and also. Embiid was out, and yeah. yeah, the spread was ten points. Boston Celtics shot crazy good, and they still were able to take one game away. And I think it's such unfortunate that Embiid has the injury because this is the time that if Embiid was healthy, I think Celtics uh, just win this series and they are clear favorite to win the title. Yeah, and. Yeah, such such of so unfortunate, but I hope Embiid is back and they need him at least to play defense because their defense was non-existent. They need some rim protection in there, and yeah, so so good to see Harden perform like that and also scoring so much on on without free throws. Unbelievable for for this stage of his career and. Yeah, big time. Big time shout out to James Harden for that performance. I myself have doubted him playoff wise on this this show before, but this is a, a big, big answer to a lot of the doubts about his performance in the playoffs. Also, quick shout out to uh, Paul Reed for stepping in and doing a good job in that game. And PJ Tucker, zero points does not tell the, the entire story to his performance there. So I wanted to kind of shout him out as well because uh, role players make a difference as well in the playoffs and doing that away from home was very impressive. All right. We have the Lakers Warriors series coming up. Let's discuss here our thoughts on this series, maybe preview it a little bit and discuss maybe if we're feeling any of the prices here from these series. So let's pull up the series betting for the Lakers and the Warriors. Uh, what we have here is a minus 145 on DraftKings, the Warriors plus 120 for the Lakers. The Warriors are the firm favorites here. Uh, it is a, Six seed versus a seven seed, although this doesn't really tell the full story of these two teams. Of course, uh, the Warriors with the championship pedigree, the Lakers have been a completely different team since the deadline. I don't know if I make it as wide of a gap as this, but what are your thoughts going to this series, Pips? I think we could see game seven in this series, and then it's a home court advantage for Golden State Warriors. But we saw them in game six. They are not unbeatable at home. I will, I'm looking forward to see them tonight. So they had uh, way less rest. And they were game seven and game six were, I think, 36 hours apart or like 38 hours apart. Yeah. So I think they are a bit tired. And they are a bit old now in this, <laughs> day, in this stage. So it will be very interesting to see what energy they bring in the game one. This is the clash of two totally different teams, like completely two totally different uh, styles of play. So Lakers depend on inside scoring, Golden State Warriors depends on outside scoring. We should see probably a good pace for, for both sides. The, the Lakers have great inside defense with Anthony Davis, leading the playoffs by double digits block. Like, he has blocks more blocks than second double than the second player behind him in, in these playoffs, and he's just amazing on, on the defensive end. And we'll need to see him now. Okay, he did great against the Memphis team that's not shooting much, that they are driving to the rim. And now he's going against a team that's 
heavily shoot outside team. So his value is a bit lower in this series defensive. So we'll see how he does switching, blitzing, trapping Steph Curry, or or he will or does he remain in drop coverage? And with lack of point of attack defenders from Lakers, it will be difficult to defend Steph Curry like that. So it will be interesting to see what kind of approach they take in this game. Uh, the other side, Golden State Warriors. Yeah, they have Damon Green to defend LeBron James. They have Kevin Looney to defend uh, AD. And they are pretty good set in the in that part. Uh, also, Wiggins will do probably a great job guarding D'Angelo Russell or anyone. Literally anyone. They they are very well set for this series. Better set than for the Kings series on defense. And I think we don't see much Jared Vanderbilt. I think we see much more uh, Dennis Schroeder. Yeah. Because he, I think he will be one to one getting Steph Curry matchup. And yeah, in a very interesting series. Uh, I think it's 50 50 almost. A bit. Small edge on Golden State Warriors for for having home court advantage, but yeah, I love love this series. Looking forward to it. It will be crazy, deep details deciding the games. Yeah, so. yeah, I agree. Uh, I was gonna ask, what do you think the possibility is that knowing AD's threat is on the inside, they try to bring him out a little bit and they try to go small, maybe play Draymond Green at the five and get Jordan Poole if he's at all playing well in this series. Do you think there's any chance the Warriors try to go super small against the Lakers? Yeah, it's always possible, but I think they are okay with Kevin Looney playing some good minutes in this series because I think they will have Draymond Green Demon Green or on LeBron James and then helping off him because LeBron James can shoot. So I don't know if anyone actually looked at it, but I'll just check for a second. Uh to... LeBron in the first round was something like six of twenty-six from three. Something not like not good, not effective from three. Yeah, I know. I just want to check total numbers. I think it's yeah, you so he was eight for forty-one. That's 19 percent from from three. Man, 41, 41 attempts in six game is is quite high. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a lot for him. Uh, not usually his game at all. Wow, that's uh, I, I guess not super surprising for him. So um, that's seven attempts a game, and he is making nineteen percent of them. Lakers. So I, I I actually think Draymond Kevin Looney can survive in this series. Yeah, Lakers Lakers got to go small. <laughs> what am I talking yeah. about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so it will be, it will be interesting, and I think going to the worst match pretty well against the Lakers, and I think Golden State Warriors could win if yeah I think Golden State Warriors. Should have a slight edge in this one, all because they match up great and they have home court advantage. Yeah, but I think yeah. Lakers have also good chance if if can if they can make some threes, that would be huge for them. Yeah, they'll need somebody to step up. They had a lot of Rui Hachimura in the first game against uh, Memphis. Like you were saying, Memphis was a big driving team, so that really played into the Lakers' hands. This is like a complete opposite with the Golden State Warriors. So. 
Uh, this is going to be a very difficult test for the Lakers. My whole thing with the Lakers, I, I still, even he's, he's 38 years old, he shot whatever, eight of 41 from three. I, I still am kind of wondering if LeBron has the ability at this age to still just take over a series. There wasn't really a, a need, I suppose, for him to do that against Memphis. The start of game six against Memphis, which almost was a must win because you have game seven in Memphis. It felt like, you know, tiring Lakers needed to win that game. He was amazing from the start. He kind of cooled off as the Lakers took a like a 20, 25 point lead. But I'm just wondering if the Lakers really need him to be the hero, if he can do that at 38 years old. I'll, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm, a Le- I'm a big LeBron fan, so this might be a little bit biased of me to say, but um, I'm curious if he has that. I don't, and I want to see if he can rise up to these levels to the Golden State Warriors. Um, I'm also, as I'm talking, shopping around with some prices here. Um, not really any a lot of value here on the Lakers based on what I'm seeing. Um, plus 120, plus 130 probably won't cut it for the Lakers in this series. So uh, if anything, if anything, there seems to be some some value on the Warriors, but nothing for me specifically in this series. One question that we had from the chat here uh, from KP Kush 7 wondering about Jordan Poole in this one, over 14.5 points plus assists. Uh, any thoughts on Jordan Poole, what his value will be in this series? Because he hasn't, he wasn't great in the first round. Yeah, I saw like a ton of people on this. And I, I don't understand why. Right. What's, what's the thing behind it? Because if they go small, okay, then he'll need to play a lot. But he, like his defense is way better than King's defense. And he was terrible in in in, in series against uh, against the Kings. So, like, what's and also, Lakers have LeBron James. If Jordan Poole is on the on the court, they are attacking him every single possession <laughs> because he is a corner defense, terrible. So I I don't see more than twenty five minutes for for Jordan Poole in this series, and every game he played. So first game played 21 minutes, had 20. Second game, 15 minutes, had 5 PA. Last two games had 8 and 10 PA. So I, I, I don't know. Like they tried starting him. He was terrible. They go back to him off the bench. I think he's starting off the bench again this, this game. They can play Kevin Looney and Demo Green together in this series because Lakers can't shoot. At least LeBron can. The, the Davis can't shoot. If they start Vanderbilt, they have three players that can shoot, so they can play Kevin Looney and Demo Green together. So that even if they can play them together, that means less minutes for Jordan Poole. They'll still play off the, off the bench. Don't Devincenzo. Uh, Moody played well in the last couple of games. They'll play Gary Payton Jr. Like, I don't see big minutes for, for Jordan Poole in this series. Right. So, I'll stay away. I, I saw, like, I, I, I'm not kidding. I saw at least 15 people on this on this bet. Wow. <laughs> so, the popular play today, maybe Jordan Poole gets a, a big role. I, I personally don't really see it as well. Uh, from a price standpoint, uh, a good chance to plug our sponsor, BetStamp. As always, if you guys are looking to sign up to a new sports book, uh, to line shop for the playoffs, use our affiliate link in the in the description, betstamp.app slash the board. 
Um, if you're line shopping, you can get a 14 and a half here at minus 120. Yeah. But that's uh, because I saw everyone on this bet. That, right. That's probably it. Like, that's and, probably and, it. and it shot up here to 15 and a half on FanDuel. So just, just a way for you to make sure if you guys want to play this, because as always, you guys are at your own free will. We just provide our suggestions here. Uh, make sure you're not getting a 15 and a half and you could be getting a 14 and a half. The best way to do that is to line shop with a tool like Betstamp and to have these sports books open. And you can do that again with our affiliate link. All right. Last thing to talk about, maybe not too much to talk about here because of all of the injury concerns in this matchup here. Part of the reason why, unfortunately, we don't have a play today, but Butler, Randall Brunson, all questionable here. Impossible to set up any sort of bet, any lines. I don't even think the lines are open really, but the heat against the Knicks, we had the game one win from the Miami Heat at MSG. Massive win for the Heat. Kyle Lowry was unbelievable in the fourth quarter. But um, any thoughts going into game two of how the Knicks can get back in this series and what you expect to see? Uh, do your best. I know there's injury concerns. So they just a couple minutes ago said, said uh, Butler went through shoot around. He's crazy guy. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's playing and while not being able to run properly. So I mean, he finished. He finished that last game. And he couldn't even yeah. move. <laughs> yeah, that, and they didn't attack him at all. Oh, I was. I couldn't believe that they just kept yeah, going at Kyle Lowry and the paint, and he yeah, kept getting steals yeah. and jump balls. <laughs> I, I experienced uh, in that situation, and yeah, that was poor execution for, for from the from the Knicks. I don't think Knicks can shoot this poorly again. Yeah, they, they just they miss so so many great looks. Jalen Brunson was zero from seven from three point line. So, yeah, that's not happening again. Uh, also, Hart was zero from four. Verge Barrett one from five. That's that could happen. That's <laughs> no crazy warriors. But shooting seven from from thirty four against the Heat, with and their main defense is let opposing players shoot threes. So if you can make threes against the Knicks, you won't against the Heat. You won't win. That's that's for sure. But I don't know how this Miami Heat team keep in. So many huge showing from last game. It was Kyle Lowry. The one game in the other series was Kale Martin. Amazing game from Jimmy Butler. No hero. Bama Adebayo not scoring enough. So it's crazy how, how they keep winning. That's unbelievable. And now with Butler being hurt, if they win tonight, that would be like I don't know what to say anymore. About Miracle. This. Yeah, they're just sick. They just, I, I mean, like, Spo has the coaching edge on almost every coach in the league. That's the thing. He will find a way. But hmm. the, the guy is still being able to execute. So, Kevin Love, 40% from three. Max Truss, 40% from three. Gabe Vincent, 42% from three. Kyle Lowry, 50% from three. They just keep, like... Fine, and their best shooter probably Duncan Robinson was zero from five, and they still still won. Like, they just keep getting guy guys to shoot forty percent in this season playoffs, and it's crazy. And Knicks also love so many threes. They were collapsing so much on on Jimmy Butler. It was crazy. Like you don't need to collapse so much on Jimmy Butler. Okay, don't let him to get the layup, but be uh, be happy with him shooting from fifteen feet or outside. 
And then, no, then no, they just keep leaving wide open players to shoot. And Jimmy Butler had a great game. And yeah, it will be interesting to see him on one leg playing tonight. That will be interesting. And on the other side, Branson and Redo are quite questionable. I think we'll see Jalen Branson play no matter what. But I'm not sure what Randall, and I'm not sure how does it affect the game because Ob- Obi Toppin was probably the best after. He's good. Yeah, he's a good he's player. Good. He just doesn't play a lot because Randall's in his way, and neither of them can play other positions. Yeah, I I, I had some beef with someone on the on, on the on the Twitter about <laughs> Obi Toppin, and really? I think he's, he's yeah, I think he's underrated because he's playing as you said. So minutes that Randall sits and that's not much with tips. So I think we, I, if I need to choose Randall not being 100% and Obi Toppin being ready and want to get his, I'll go with Obi Toppin for it's sure. Great point. It's a great yeah. point. And he also he made four threes. The, the rest of the team made three. The entire Knicks team outside Obi Toppin made three threes. And Obi Toppin had four. That's huge for for them. Yeah, they were leaving him wide open, but he made the made thirty seven percent of them, and they need Obi Toppin tonight. And I don't know, Renner could slow them down. He's worse in defense, so I don't know. Yeah, that's I, a really I'm, good point. Uh, I don't cause... think him being out changes much for on the good or bad way for for the Knicks. He has his bad and good sides, but. I think Knicks should win tonight. They need to win tonight. They oh, yeah. need to exploit some stuff, but not that confident with how poor they played. With <laughs> they didn't exploit Butler not being able to move. So yeah, I, I, I couldn't you know, believe you know, it. Yeah, you they. Know. Uh, so so first of all, on top, and I really like that point that a hundred percent Toppin is better than a fifty percent Randall. Whereas on the Heat side. Maybe a 50% Butler is better than the replacement coming in. Although, yeah. as Colin Box was saying here, Spolstra always gets the best out of his players. Like, mm-hmm. why the Heat are always a good team, despite not having the great rosters, because Spolstra is that good of a coach. They always find ways to win because he gets the most out of them. So, that's extremely impressive. But Butler, literally on offense, stood in the corner. There was one play where he literally was just practicing his release the entire shot clock. And he just and he had no interest in playing offense whatsoever. I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you remember that. He was like just standing in the corner working on his release, no ball, just in the air. And on defense, they tried to switch on to him once. They tried once and he immediately yeah. switched off. They got the switch back onto um, a healthy defender. But oh my God, like Tibbs, like I know Butler is his guy, he has a great relationship with Jimmy. Embarrass this guy. Like you had to get him off the like you you had to bully Spolster into getting him off the floor because he couldn't run. Like he just stood yeah. there. So that that was extremely confusing. But uh, I, I have to give I still have to give my shout outs again to Kyle Lowry because his decision making in the fourth quarter really propelled the Heat forward. It's not about box score for a lot of guys because uh, because the decision making. Oh my God, that was one of the best. Kyle, like Kyle, like James Harden is your favorite player. My best, my favorite player is Kyle Lowry, and watching him deliver that IQ in, in such a key part of the game was was great to see at, at his age here. I also want to shout out Bam Adebayo because box score wise, he didn't have a good game, but if you saw the game, which I watched this whole one, he did he great on Mitchell Robinson. Game. 
Both yeah, he sacrificed he a lot of his stats yeah. to uh, to ensure that Robinson wasn't nearly as effective, and he was just letting everybody else play their best game. So uh, Bam was was great in this game as well. So the Heat, I mean, they showed out, and of course, uh, it is is pretty much a must win game here for the Knicks in game two. So I'm I'm personally quite excited. All right, uh, last thing here, we have a question from the chat. This was about the the Warriors and and the Lakers. So we'll flip back here, but. The totals at 227 here, and uh, Daryl DeYoung is wondering here uh, if you think this game will be a lot slower as the Lakers try to get the pace down. But what are your thoughts on the points we'll see from this game? The good thing for this is the Golden State Warriors playing a bit tired in, in the first game, so that could work into this. But I'm not sure Lakers want to slow down because their half-court offense is not great. So I don't think they get much of it. So I don't think that they change their pace a lot tonight. Uh, especially with them being a, a bit fresh, more fresh in this game. Mm. Maybe throughout the series, if something they need to adjust to get slower pace and cut down transition. But with AD at five, you can have a good pace and, and, and be in a good spot. Especially against a team that's... More tired than you. They lost. They won game six without playing four quarter minutes. It was easy win, ball out win for the Lakers. And then they have extra days of rest. Golden State Warriors very tired. Probably getting into this game very tiring uh, series against the Knicks and less rest. And they are a bit older, so I think this could be. Yeah, I actually think this is more. It could be under because of this more than Lakers trying to slow down the pace. Okay, so some great food for thought for that Lakers and Warriors game one. Playoffs have been super entertaining so far, so I am pumped for these two games tonight. Um, almost settled in with my moves, so I might be able to actually watch these. Although uh, we got some hockey. I'm, I'm in Ontario, so I got the Maple Leafs in, in the second round of a playoff series for the first time in the life my lifetime that I actually can watch. Maple Leafs in the second playoff series. So I'm pumped for that from the NHL landscape. And uh, for NHL betting, you can go over to Edgework, which is the NHL content division of the Hammer Betting Network. But that'll wrap it up from us here at Pick and Roll. Apologies for no official plays today, but uh, with all the questionable players in the Heat-Knicks game and the difficulties Lakers Warriors, we don't want to just have have one out just for the sake of it. So we'll take that off. But hopefully you got some great information out of today's show. As always, guys, make sure to hit us up in the chat in the comments live. For questions like that, we like answering them. We like going through them. And it helps, uh, hopefully, with your betting. Maybe give us a little bit of info as well. So thank you again, guys. Like this stream. If you did enjoy, make sure to subscribe to the board YouTube channel. And we will be back tomorrow for more Pick and Roll. Only one game, and hopefully we can get a free pick out for that one. We will see you then.